0: welcome back hour two of the bill michaels show my name is grant bills it's been fun to fill in for bill this week having a good time i hope that you've enjoyed the show despite bill not being here and even if you are the most diehard loyal fan of the big unit out there i hope you've at least tolerated me this week That's all I ask. Just tolerate me. And maybe you really like what you're hearing. Well, I do have a show of my own from 4 to 6 every night on a lot of these same stations, the Wisco Sports Show. And if you do not live in La Crosse, Madison, Eau Claire, some other affiliates around the state, I always tweet out a link. Always, always, always at 4 o'clock. So you can always stream it. It's the great thing about being a fan of sports radio in 2023. You're not bound by geography. You're not bound by how close you live to certain radio towers. You can always stream shows that you like, even if you live... Farther away. I'm on Twitter at Wisco Grant. Like I said, my name is Grant Bills. We're talking stadium funding, okay? Because Fox 6 did a great interview with Rick Schlesinger, and I'm sure they ran a story. I didn't watch the video. I'm sure they ran a story last night on TV. Some of you might have seen it. Basically, the Brewers, Rick Schlesinger, the president of business operations, went down the list of things that's needed. We need one of these. We need one of these. We need new boilers. We need new chillers. We need new electronic coolers. We need freezers for food and fridges for beer to keep concessions in the right place. We need electronic infrastructure and breakers and then air conditioners to keep those breaker rooms cold in the summer. All sorts of these different infrastructure things. Okay. The prices of the items that were mentioned in this story add up to around $30 million. The brewers are asking for about four hundred fifty. million. Million dollars, 420 to 450 million, depending on the study. Now, of course, that study was commissioned by the brewers, so they're going to go a little higher. And in a lot of instances, this is going to be government work because the government owns the building. So that's going to jack the price up even more with labor and and other details and materials, as Mike and Chippewa Falls enlightened us earlier on in the show. Okay. There's parts of this article that I agree with and parts of this article that I disagree with. I agree. That the brewers need all of these things. They need to keep the ballpark functioning. They need to keep the upkeep done. Right? I 100% understand. There are state representatives in this story that said, hey, 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 hey now. It's one thing to keep the ballpark functioning. It's one thing to replace the TV infrastructure and the electronics and the heaters and the coolers and all that stuff so it's functioning and it's and it's nice and it's not crumbling. yes. There's a representative quoted in the story. I think it's, I should have wrote the name down because now I have to keep going back and, and finding the quote again and again. Is it Ryan Clancy, who is a Democrat from Milwaukee? I know nothing about this guy. Um, and I'm, I'm not commenting on their viewpoints or their legislation. It's not political. It's just the, the representative who was quoted. He basically said in the story, the upkeep, yeah, 100%, but we don't need to go over the top spending money trying to t- turn this ballpark into something it's not. That I agree with. I 100% agree with that. I like American Family Field. I think it was a ballpark designed to cater to the fans that live in Milwaukee as well as the fans that are traveling from out of town. It's catering to people who want to tailgate, but also providing roads and ways to get to the games for people via shuttles or via Ubers. I think it is really a ballpark that tries to cater to everyone and caters to every day, meaning in the cold weather, in the early season, there's a roof. In the summer, they can open up the roof or close it if there's a storm. I I think this was a ballpark designed to serve as many people as possible on as many days as possible. Now, there are days where it's really hot, where it might not be perfect. And there's days where you would rather have it close to bars, and maybe you wouldn't tailgate 100%. But it's a ballpark that was broadly designed to serve as many people, I think, from as many places as possible. We don't need to reinvent the wheel and trying to turn the ballpark into something it's not. Like in this story, Rick Schlesinger is talking about how we want to create more social spaces and update suites for those who maybe want to enjoy the game as background noise. Okay, well look, if they want to enjoy the game as background noise, that's a problem that they can figure out, okay? I don't need to create some Milwaukee Brewers upscale club in the 400s level for a bunch of rich people that don't have a better place to hang out and they think it's like cool to go drink cocktails while the brewers play in the background. I'm not that my tax money doesn't need to go to that. No problem pitching in for the infrastructure, the TV uh, wiring, all that stuff. But we don't need to try to completely overhaul the ballpark and make it something that it's not. I agree with that. I also push back a little bit in this story on one particular quote, and I think this was from uh, I think this was from Ryan Clancy again. Uh, Kwai Kittler was also quoted in this and I want to make sure I get the credentials correct, uh, that person is a spokesperson for uh, Americans for Prosperity, right? So speaking on behalf of the working-class family and the taxpayer, right? Talking about how when the brewers were purchased by Marc Atanasio, they were worth $200 million. Now they're worth $1.6 billion. Why don't they simply just put that money back in the state? This became a talking point during the pandemic as well, right? It's like, well... All of these baseball's owners, you know, their net worth is a billion dollars. The franchise is worth over a billion dollars. Net worth is not liquid. Franchise worth is not liquid. I think it's a very reductive and very simple way to look at it and say, well, Mark bought the Brewers for this much. They are now worth this much. That means he has the money to fund these repairs himself. He might. He might. I I don't know what kind of cash he has on hand and and what kind of saver he is and how he's budgeted. Right? It's not as simple as well, the brewers are worth one point six billion. Why can't that money go? Well, that's not how it works, right? Net worth of franchises and the appraisal and the appraisal of franchises that's that's a complicated thing, and i'm I'm no millionaire. I'm no accountant. I don't pretend to know how it all works, but I think that's a little bit of a casual thing to say to say, well, the franchise has gone up in in you know well over a billion dollars in net worth. Yeah, but that's not. That doesn't mean that they just have a stack of one billion dollars sitting there that's accrued since two thousand one. I also agree. Now switching back to to the side of the common man and not the millionaire team owner, I also agree that it's dumb that millionaires and billionaires in this country who who run multiple, you know, multi million dollar corporations, big sports teams, big hedge funds, banks, whatever it is. I agree that it's dumb that those individuals don't have to make plans for things like this. They don't need to start a fund 20 years earlier saying, well, there's going to come a time where we're going to need to update the boilers and we're going to need to update the electronics and we're going to need to update the air conditioners. So let's start a fund now. We'll sit down and we'll design it to accrue wealth slowly but surely. We'll put into it every month. We'll make sure that we're saving so when the time comes we have the money. Families have to do that. You and me, we have to do that. If I have a kid tomorrow... I basically need to start saving for college tomorrow. I need to go start, sit down with an accountant, sit down with my financial advisor, say, what's the best way? Where's the best place to put this money for the next 18 years? So if my kid wants to go to college, that's available to them. The millionaire, billionaire, they don't have to do that. They simply wait for the emergency to come up and then they say, we need help. Who's going to give it to us? Oh no, we made some bad business deals. The business is in trouble. Who can bail us out? There's no bailout for the middle class family with two kids who has a house in the suburbs just because someone has a medical emergency just because the car breaks down which is why it's important for you and me got to have that emergency fund right we got to have whatever you know the the rule of thumb is 3 to 6 months of money and expenses stored away just in case something drastic happens millionaires and billionaires don't need to do that so i agree that it's dumb that they have seemingly done no upkeep for the last 20 years but i don't blame them cuz that's not how things work in this country and we can talk you know Ad nauseum about the way that millionaires and billionaires ha- have different rules in this country compared to you and me. I mean, you might be a millionaire. I, I don't know. Uh, it's dumb, but that's the reality. That's the way that it works. 608-321-1670. Let's take a call. Welcome to the Bill Michaels Show. Who's this?
1: Uh, this is Kevin
0: from central Wisconsin. Do you say Kevin or Ken? Kevin. Kevin. Nice to meet you, Kevin. Thanks for calling in. What's going yeah. on?
1: Well, you're doing a great job this week, Grant. You're kind of opening the eyes up of a lot of people, kind of like what Bill does a little bit. But the one thing that you know, you know, I kind of agree with everything that you're saying. Um, if they want to build a social area, mm-hmm. that's something that they want to do. They should have to pay for it, not us taxpayers. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at you know maybe you know if the, the fix the the boilers or fix the air conditioning, update the things. Yeah, that's kind of thing the thing that yeah. we need. You know that we pay. Yeah. They're, you know, they're kind of renting. I mean, obviously, the Brewers probably have to make so many improvements every year according to their their contract, and they have, you know, they, um, so they have, to, you know, they have to, you know, make their capital improvements. Yeah. And, but to make it a a, a, a mediocre stadium, no. I mean, how are you going to attract you know more things? I mean, obviously, look what they have done done in Green Bay. You know, the Brewers mm-hmm. or the Packers have. Done a great job. What are they going to be hosting next year?
0: Yeah, they get the NFL draft. They're going to have the
1: NFL draft. Yeah. I mean, when the Brewer, when the, uh, when at the time was Miller Park, now American Family Field, they hosted the All Star game because it was brand new. If yeah. they don't make some of these updates and, and do some of these things, how are they going to be able to host the All Star game again?
0: So, well, let me ask you this, Kevin. Do you think it's a mediocre stadium right now?
1: No. Yeah. It's a great stadium. It's a beautiful stadium. I mean, yeah, I mean, to me, you know, some of the stuff that should have been updated. Now, I live in a town that has a baseball stadium, and that is being rented by a Northwoods League league team.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: According to their contract, they have to make so much capital improvement every year. According to the lease, basically that's their rent for the thing. Yeah. But as a, if I was a team owner, I would go also go to the city and say, "All right, well, you're I'm renting this from you." Yeah. Some of this stuff needs to be fixed if it's water, you know, water lines, if it's yeah, if it's uh, plumbing, you know, the plumbing issues or the electrical issues. That should that should be kind of because just like what happens if you're a, a landlord. Yeah. 100%. And your tenant comes to you and says, uh, something's wrong with my electricity. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I mean but if you want to do the capital improvements, you know, they make the social areas, that should be on the brewers, that should be on, on us as a taxpayer. Because, um, obviously, he's trying to u- utilize the stadium year-round when the Brewers aren't being paid to yeah. play in there. And you want to utilize it and still make some money in there. Uh, but you also have to be able to improve it, make it look good, better to attract some of that other stuff.
0: Yeah, I I think we agree here. And I, I know everyone does not agree with the way I feel about this, Kevin. I feel that I get a lot from the Brewers. I get a lot of entertainment. I go to the ballpark a couple of times every year. It obviously, the Brewers are a, a massive part of my job this time of year. Like, Think of how many conversations we get to have on this show about the Brewers. If the Brewers disappeared, what would we do? What would we do all yeah, summer, right? right? I understand right. not everyone feels that way. I, just my two cents, I don't have a problem pitching in a little bit of my tax money. And I will even go out on a limb and say, and, and I think a lot of people, like this applies to a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people will say it, some of my tax money already goes to dumb things that I don't – that I'm not a part of, that I don't benefit from. That's just kind of how it works. I'm willing to admit right. it. So so if you think baseball is dumb, I would turn around and say, well, some of my tax dollars every year probably goes to things that I feel are dumb too. I just don't look at what it goes to because I sleep better at night. I'm not all of a sudden going to wake up now and be like, oh, my God, the tax money is the most important thing in my life to me because for the most part, I just take it out of my paycheck. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to stress I don't have a problem with my money going to the Brewers stadium, right? But I I do read people between the lines and some of these details I I don't know. I don't I don't love all of it. But people
1: have to look at it this way though. If it wasn't for the Bucks, if it wasn't for the Brewers, if it wasn't for the Packers, yeah. What would this state be? Yeah. Just everybody from Illinois coming up here and running the show every summer and you know, just things like that. But it's just they have people have to look at it as how much money that these two these teams actually put back in Into our communities, back into other businesses. Yeah. When they're in town. I mean, obviously, people got to stay somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody drives all the way to Milwaukee and and drives all the way home, especially if you're coming from northern Wisconsin. Yeah. You get a hotel, you know. Well, and there's a lot of.
0: And that's another thing that the rest of the state always wants to make it about Milwaukee, right? It always needs to follow Milwaukee and Milwaukee County. Now, the Milwaukee area, yes. And I don't know the five county area like the back of my hand but it's not just Milwaukee County that benefits from the brewers. It's not just downtown Milwaukee. Cause I live, I lived in Northern Wisconsin growing up. We would come to games. We would stay in Brookfield and we'd go to restaurants in Brookfield because, you know, small kids, we're not going down to water right. street. You know, we're not going to museums. I'm sure people do, but Brookfield and Waukesha. And if you stop at that quick trip in cottage Grove on the way into Milwaukee on a game day, everyone's stopping there to fill up and get their tailgating stuff. So it's not just Milwaukee County. It's that right. whole region of the state that benefits plenty. So I, I don't know, I, I if we're pitching in by county, I just want to make sure we're all paying our fair share. Cause it's not just Milwaukee County that benefits. Correct.
1: Yeah. I agree with that. You know, and I, I just you know, some of the people are just they they grape just the grape.
0: Well, yeah, that's it too. <laughs> that's that's another thing. That's that's what I'm trying to point out. It's like, well, guys, if we really want to sit down and look at our itemized taxes every year and really circle all of the things that we don't like, I wish I wasn't giving money to that, fine. It would be a long list right? I just understand yeah. the government's going to take a little bit of my money. Some of it's going to go to things that I, that I benefit from, some not, but that's the way that it works. I can't all of a sudden sit up now and be like, the Brewers, well, they should have to pay for their own state. Well, there's a lot of people that should pay for their own things, but that's not how this country works. Exactly. Oh, good call, Kevin. Appreciate you. Have an awesome Friday. All good right. weekend. Kevin in central Wisconsin. Have a good one. Appreciate you and enjoy Northwoods league game. I'm going to be at the Lacrosse Loggers next Sunday. I'm going to go back to Lacrosse, go to some games, be at Copeland Park. Now, that's a great ballpark, right on the river. Yeah. Can feel it. I'll be sitting out in that left field corner, right field corner. Scratch that right field corner. There's no seating in the left field corner. That's just where the visiting or the home bullpen is. You got to sit next to the visiting bullpen and then and chirp the guys. And by the end of the game, you have a couple beers. you probably make friends with the bullpen guys because they're typically pretty chill. They're having a good time out there. Scott on the Prairie tweets in at me at Wisco Grant. He says, are we really advocating the sale of a professional sports team that colon, A is invested in the community at large B brings revenue to the local economy through jobs, tourism, luxury tax revenue, and C has a heritage legacy asking for a friend. Yeah, I, th- all the people who are always yelling about Mark to sell the team. Look, like any millionaire businessman, there's probably some things we don't love about Mark. Right, there's probably some. There's a lot of things that we complain about with Mark that also don't matter. Like, oh, he bought into an English Premier League team. Okay, well he was a businessman. He can spend his money the way that he wants. Right? We could do a lot worse than Mark. We could do a lot worse than Mark Atanasio. because he showed that he appreciates Milwaukee. He's not trying to pick up the team and move it. Despite a lot of a lot of people think he is, I don't think he is. He's not trying to move the team. I don't think he's ever going to try to move the team. And I think it's best if he doesn't sell the team to someone who wants to. I think it's going to stay in his family and. You know, we can talk about the Atanasio family and, and the pros and the cons, but you're going to have that with any sports owner. We are just not used to that because we don't have a football owner. Well, I'm football. I'm a Packers owner. Uh, so I think this owner discourse, I'm not saying we struggle with it as a state, but we're not as well-versed in in owner talk as maybe some other sports teams and, and sports markets, I should say, sports fan bases. 608-321-1670. Got to take a break. Bill Michael's show. We'll be back in three minutes.
3: It's summer, and that means racing. Road America's in mid-season form. Still to come, the WeatherTech International Challenge with Brian Redman, the NASCAR Xfinity Series, IMSA, the Porsche Sprint Challenge. Tickets are still available at roadamerica.com. It's a new year with a new track and new features. Campsites available, and public karting is open. Bring the whole family and share the excitement. Go to roadamerica.com. That's roadamerica.com.
2: Road America, America's national park of speed.
4: Welcome to Pella.
2: Hi, it's come to my attention. I need new windows. You do? Hey, sweetie, what's this?
5: My art project. Honey, it's rotten. We need to toss it. Then why do we have to keep our rotten windows, Dad? Well, you came to the right place. Pella has a limited lifetime warranty on our wood windows, so this doesn't happen again. Thank you. Visit PellaWI.com today.
0: Welcome back, Bill Michaels Show. Zach Hyopren going to join us between now and two o'clock. Talk Luke Fickle. Talk Badgers recruiting. I had a caller on last night's Wisco Sports Show, my show from four to six. I think it was Vagabond John who pointed out that you know, based on certain times of the sports calendar, you know, we get real fired up about different issues. It can be very divisive. And what I basically realized, and what we you know realized last night was. The Badgers basketball season is basically like election season on this show because everyone starts getting real dug in on their viewpoints and it becomes a little contentious. You know, friends can turn into foes and family members turned against each other when talking about Greg Gard. Should Greg Gard be fired or is it a tough day to be a member of the fire guard crowd? It's, It's two groups diametrically opposed. Probably won't talk about Greg Gard. Maybe a little bit with Zach Heilpern when he joined the show, but we'll for sure talk about Luke Fickle, recruiting, and we'll preview just a little bit college football, which is coming up a lot sooner than you might think. 608-321-1670. Right now we're talking stadium funding. What an awesome radio topic this is. Brewers gave a list. We need some chillers. We need electronic coolers and breaker boxes and air conditioners and boilers and, and infrastructure for television and cables, and we want to build more social spaces, and we want to update the suites and all these things. All right, so now we kind of seem, uh, you got an idea of of the scale of what's going on exactly at the ballpark, and now we can discuss. Dan is in Green Bay. Let's talk to Dan, 608-321-1670. What's up, Dan? Welcome.
4: Well, Grant, I think the biggest problem we have up here is um, when we built the mecca of a football stadium, nobody in the state came and put anything into it. I believe the citizens of Brown County paid for the whole thing, and we have what? a tenth of the population in Milwaukee County. Yeah. And if you say the stadium district, there's five counties, I guarantee you we probably have one 20th. Now, how come we can pay it? And I look now, right now, the Packers are updating their scoreboards and they're fixing their scoreboards and they're adding this and adding that. They haven't come to the citizens of Brown County to ask one dime. They haven't come to the state of Wisconsin to ask one dime. How come Milwaukee keeps punting this thing down the road and expects the rest of the state to bail them out instead of taking care of their own business?
0: Now, I don't know, Dan, first and foremost, and I took a call on this the other day, and when you said you were from Green Bay, I thought, I bet I bet, I know what Dan's going to bring up. And this is a great point. I don't know the differences between the funding of Lambeau Field within Brown County and the residents of Brown County, which you said, a lot fewer people there. Um, and I think, maybe, not sure, you know, plenty of people come to Packer games throughout the year as well. Now, there's fewer games Right, So I don't know what the attendance is, and I don't know the impact on the local economy, Packers versus Brewers. We don't need to get into that. I'm not sure, and I don't know who owns Lam- – do you know who owns Lambeau Field technically? Is it owned by the Packers? Is it owned by the owners? Do you nope. know the, it's the way by, that works? It's,
4: it's, owned, it's owned by Brown County. Okay, it is. Brown County paid for it. And now the Packers have an exclusive lease, but the pack, all the infrastructure stuff, the Packers pay for it. Yeah. So when Mar- you know, they say they need this, they need that, that should be on – and and here's the other thing that you're missing the whole point of. Mm-hmm. Packers have open books. Yeah. Everybody can see their books, see where the money comes in. Let's see, Antanasio open up his books and show us where his money is going and coming.
0: Well, that's a that's a trust thing, right? Because baseball, unlike the NFL, is is an anti trust. It's anti trust. It has exemptions, so they don't have to show their finances, right? I think. Well, I think asking, that's why you're
4: asking. You're asking me. You're asking me for a whole bunch of money <laughs> mm-hmm. that I don't have any say in. Mm-hmm. But the Packers, like I said, I don't have a problem with the Packers asking, but the Packers have never asked. They just yeah. do it themselves, pay for it themselves brown county paid for lambeau field um you know a lot of people come to packer games stay down in the valley and appleton and stuff Mm -hmm. that will only apply to brown county appleton is in a different county so we didn't even get any of that revenue so when they stay and i think almost all the visiting teams stay down in the valley so even the visiting teams we don't get a kickback here in brown county so how come milwaukee county i'll tell you why they're democrats and they keep punting the ball down for somebody else to fund it later. And now the bill has come due like Chicago. Yeah. I believe Soldier Field has has was started way after Lambeau and is still like eight hundred million in the hole for its renovation because everybody keeps punting it down the road, punting it, and all of a sudden interest rates are seven percent instead of the one and twos. And oh my goodness, now we got a problem. So,
0: and and I have very little to offer in, in comparisons between Milwaukee and Green Bay. I would like to tip my cap. And this is what I told another caller from Green Bay the other day. I just like to tip my cap to Brown County because that's a county and the Packers just kind of handle things over there. And maybe it's because it's in a smaller town and it doesn't get the spotlight that Milwaukee gets. And, and it doesn't get, obviously, the draw of. Um, it's a lot closer to Madison too. And I like, I've just been impressed with the way the Packers go about their business because they need to upkeep a stadium. They've, they've been building, they've been expanding and I don't hear nearly as much uh, compared to what I hear from the Brewers and from the stadium district that owns the stadium, obviously. So I want to tip my cap to you, Dan and the rest of your community because you guys just kind of take care of business up there and you don't really make a big fuss about it to the point where the rest of the state would hardly even know. That's very impressive. So I think you should tip a cap to yourself and your neighbors as well.
4: Yeah, and it's like I said, we—that's why we, we are wondering why Milwaukee County and the Stadium District aren't paying for this stuff. I
0: you don't. Know, why
4: know. should we have to pay for it? We we paid for, we paid for. And if you want to rank it, I think Lambeau Fields in the top five NFL stadiums in America. Yeah. I don't think uh, America Field is anywhere close to that number.
0: Well, and I'm with you, Dan, on that. And I very much appreciate the phone call. And sorry I don't have better answers for you, um, the difference between Brown County. And I feel bad because another caller called in with the same kind of concern from Green Bay and, and about Brown County the other day. And I didn't really have a great answer for either of you. And for that, I am sorry. It is impressive the way the Packers handle their business and the way that Brown County has handled their business. The Brewers all of the sudden coming out and saying this is 20 years old this is 20 years old this is 20 years old this is about to break this is about to break we're not sure if we can keep the lights on it's like well where did all of this come from all of a sudden right so to come out of nowhere with all of these concerns it's, it's a little jarring and again this is this is the way that it works in this country for millionaires and billionaires budgeting not really a thing right putting money away for a rainy day not really a thing typically the rich and and the powerful well we can just wait until something goes wrong and then we'll ask for help and I think, Dan, you probably have some frustration in that, and I totally get it. That's just kind of the way the world works, unfortunately. Let's take another call. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Bill Michaels Show. Who's this? Hi, it's Nick. Nick. What's going on, Nick? Welcome.
1: Hey, I'm uh, an HVAC um, technician. Just want to call in. Those That boiler price is way off the mark. <laughs> I was going to say, it seemed seem low. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For industrial size boilers, you're probably looking more to the 70000 to to 100000 um just for the equipment and then you know add the labor cost fittings all that it it's up there
0: so for in a 20 year old stadium and you're talking about HVAC and air conditioning and and it's not that the whole stadium is air conditioned right now the the suite level is it's not the lodge level it's the other it's the skinny one in the middle and i can't remember what it's called so that's air conditioned but then you need to keep cool the the you know all of the equipment that generates heat all the electronics and all the servers. So what kind of a project is, is that like, if we need to redo 20 year old technology in a building that big, is that a project you see a $420 million price tag that checks out and that makes sense to you, Nick?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yep.
0: And is this something that should be done incrementally over a long period of time? Do you think, or is this typically the type of remodel? All right, we're 20 years in, we want to do it all at once. Does that make sense? Does that track for someone who works in a, in a field like this?
1: Uh, this would be something that we be done over a course of a couple of years. Gotcha.
0: I guess it's just a little concerning that they come out all of a sudden, it's like, we don't know if we can keep the lights on, which, you know, take it with a grain of salt because they're trying to get public funding. I appreciate the call, Nick. The boiler price is a little bit low, but it's not like it's $20 million. It's still in just the six-figure. We haven't got up to the seven-figure range yet. Yeah, I found the Green Bay slash Brown County Professional Football Stadium District. Reading about that now. <laughs> Why not just call it the Lambo? <laughs> Whatever. I just love how the government works. we got to make things difficult. One more call before we take a break. Welcome to the Bill Michaels Show. Who's this?
3: Happy Friday, Grant. It's Badger Bloody Reviews.
0: Happy Friday, Badger Bloody. A son of northern Wisconsin like myself. How are you doing today?
3: I'm fantastic, man. It's a sunny day down here in Madison. We got some much-needed rain over the past couple days. And, uh, yeah, thank you for uh, acknowledging that I am a son of northern Wisconsin, and I think that growing up in the Northwoods has given me a unique perspective. Oh. Um, people people up there are just as big a fan of the Brewers, of the Bucks, of the Packers, as people who live close by. And, you know, that team is just as important to them as the people that do live in, in the southern part of the state here, which is why I think that making sure that we keep them here and, you know, that they don't go anywhere. Um, I just think I speak for everyone that we would be devastated if we lost the Brewers.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't know. I hate I hate when Milwaukee is pinned against the rest of the state because it is the one outside of like Eau Claire and La Crosse and Mad Obviously, Dane County is a pretty liberal place, but Madison is the one, or Milwaukee is the one big city. That is more liberal. It's more similar to Chicago or Minneapolis than it is to Madison or some of these other big cities. So it kind of becomes a target, I think, for a lot of the state. And we don't need to get into politics. But I I hate when Milwaukee is pinned against the rest of the state. But I don't really have a rebuttal to Dan, who's in Green Bay, saying, hey, Brown County, which is much smaller, footed the bill, no problem. And now you want the rest of the state to chime in and chip in for the Brewers? I give folks frustration. I really do.
3: No, and I, I, it's, I, that's kind of why I called in. And this is not necessarily a rebuttal as it is just to like, hey, you got to remember to think about it this way. Yeah, you're adding on. Milwaukee, Yeah, I'm, I'm adding on. And the, m- the money that Milwaukee generates, like the rest of the state benefits when Milwaukee does well. It's like how there's certain states that take more, like, federal, like, essentially welfare, and then are like, oh, like, no handouts or whatever. It's like, same sort of deal. The places that get a lot of the revenue and a lot of the money, like, the counties, especially up in, like, northwest Wisconsin, like, you get a share of that when the city does well. That's why it's important to make sure that you're keeping things like the brewers or the packers that are bringing people from out of state, people, you know, the rest of the economy is doing well when they're going to hotels and restaurants, and I think trying to compare the Packers to the Brewers is not necessarily apples to oranges, but I just don't think it's a fair comparison entirely, given the fact that the Packers are a publicly owned team. The Brewers are not. And, um, yeah.
0: Well, that's another thing. The Packers have a, a shareholder meeting where they open the books and they talk about the numbers and this and that. The Brewers in Major League Baseball is protected with antitrust legislation. So they don't have to open the books, not even during the pandemic, not even that when they're negotiating right with their labor union and trying to figure out a new CBA, that stuff doesn't have to come out. You don't have to like it again. This is my, my message badger bloody. Nobody has to like any of this, but let's not play dumb and pretend like this isn't always the way the world has worked. Oh, tax money, helping out a millionaire. Of course, tax money helps out millionaires. It's the way that it's always been. And it's frustrating. It might not be fair, but it's the way that it's always been. So let's not, you know, feign outrage like we just realized that this is how the world works today on July 14th.
3: precisely. And people don't have to like it, but, like, they need to understand that, like, by doing things to improve the stadium, yeah, like, your tax dollars are probably going to pay for some of it. Like you said earlier, we pay for enough dumb stuff that (laughs) we don't probably even notice, you know, every time with our taxes. And making sure that Milwaukee and the Brewers are doing well the whole state is going to get a return on that versus if we're not investing in it and we are losing that aspect of the draw of people wanting to go and wanting to spend money. You know, there would be a, a ripple effect if we did not, you know, maintain this and keep that kind of open to people.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm with you, Badger bloody. I one 100 percent. Look, I'm not trying to argue with anyone today. If you have frustration about this or that, I'm not saying your frustration isn't warranted. I, totally. I, I get it. It's just, this is this is another example of kind of the way that the world works. Badger Bloody, I got to take a break. Appreciate you. Have a great weekend. Right
3: on, man. Have a good weekend, Grant.
0: Badger Bloody Reviews on Twitter. Love that guy. Yeah, I don't have a good answer for the Brown County folks. I wish I did. I can read up on it a little more. I can learn more about it. Although you guys in Brown County would know more than, than me, no matter how much I read over this next five-minute commercial break. I don't have a great answer for you other than... Green Bay is a pretty cool unique place and that's just another example. They take care of the stadium, they take care of the Packers. That's a community that that really is built around the Packers and and maybe a an answer maybe a spitball idea of how Milwaukee and Green Bay are different. Milwaukee's a lot more than just the Brewers. Milwaukee's got a lot going on. Right? They have a lot more infrastructure to pay for. They have multiple professional sports teams. They got skyscrapers downtown. They got also I'm not saying Green Bay is only the Packers. That's not what I'm saying. Green Bay is a beautiful place. There's a lot of great things about Green Bay, and it's on the lake, and it's and it's not just built around the Packers, but the Packers are kind of their one big thing that's not necessarily the case in Milwaukee. So little apples and oranges, but I totally get the frustration from the Brown County people. Don't get me wrong. I totally understand. I get it 100%. I wish I had a better answer for you. Five minutes, we'll come back on the Bill Michaels Show.
4: Ready.
3: This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: You got to hit it, make it
3: rock it, put
0: it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, it Bill Michaels in show, the how we looking? Welcome back in. Zach Heilbron gonna join us in the 12 o'clock hour. Talk a little college football, Badgers, Luke Fickle. We're getting really close to the start of college football season. We're halfway through July. Past the all-star break, past 4th of July, we're crossing all of these kind of midsummer landmarks once you get past the 4th of July once you get the all-star break everything starts speeding downhill and then all of a sudden the kids are back in school football started again Friday night Saturday Sunday we got high school college NFL and I'm excited for Packers season mostly because for the first time in a couple of years we don't really have any interesting offseason Packers talk it's just quiet like it's supposed to be. And that might be better for the team, might be better for the Packers, that there's no drama and there's not these big questions coming into the season. Of course, other than Jordan Love and how good he is, but we can only talk about that so much. We just need to see it. We need to see the games. We need to start the games. We need to see Jordan Love on the field because we're going to drive ourselves nuts talking about it in the meantime. We're just ready for the games to start. Same with the Packers. We've been talking about Luke Fickle. Feels like he's been the coach of the Badgers for 10 years. Hasn't even coached a game yet, so we'll talk college football. Luke Fickle and the Badgers with Zach in the 12 o'clock hour 608-321-1670 talking stadium funding this is always an electric sports talk radio topic get some taxpayer money angles get that part of the conversation in the mix you know get quote some state representatives talk about a stadium lease do they own the stadium talk about stadium values team revenues all this stuff oh yeah this is a topic meant for sports talk radio 608-321-1670 let's go to the phones welcome to the bill michaels show who's this
5: Hi, this is Dave from Caledonia. How are you doing?
0: Hey, Dave in Caledonia. I'm doing good. How are you today? Welcome.
5: Good. good. Hey, I, and I can even email this if you like, but I got the lease on my computer screen here. And one thing that hasn't been brought up is that Mawkey County signed off with the Brewers agreeing to keep the, the, the condition of the stadium within the top uh, 25% of all major league baseball facilities, which that would include your things like your scoreboard and everything else, the seating and all that stuff. And so basically, we sign in perpetuity as long as the Brewers are playing there. That we're going to keep that stadium in the top 25 percent of the nation. And that's probably why they want the new, uh, uh, the new screen and stuff like that, sound system, yeah. like everything else that's going on, because that's all part of this clause. It's known as it is Exhibit C. It's near the back end of the contract I'm looking at right now.
0: So this is a great deal for the Brewers. Not so much a great deal for the state. And maybe that's a, a conversation that's worth having. Because I had Kurt Hogue on my show, the evening show, a couple weeks ago. This might have been two months ago now. And basically, the, his biggest talking point was, this is a great deal for the Brewers. right? Because the, the stadium district and, and the state and, and us as taxpayers are required to keep the stadium at a certain point as long as the Brewers are there. The Brewers aren't on the hook for very much of this. So maybe that's a conversation we should have is who drew up this lease and who agreed to it? Because it seems like the Brewers kind of get away without much responsibility here.
5: Well, and also, as I read through the contract as well, they actually do have a, a small part ownership in that in the stadium as well. I think it's like a 70-30 split. I remember from the earlier part of the contract as I was reading through it. Um, but there. Also, both the team and the Brewers—I mean, the, the Milwaukee County—are supposed to be putting away money for capital improvements every year. So I know you were talking earlier about that burner. There's supposed to be money that's being put aside in a, into a separate account for capital improvements. That's stated right in the contract.
0: Yeah, the rich and famous, they're not so great at budgeting, are they? Like, they they just, you know, big banks and big businesses, just kind of wait until a recession hits or something crazy happens, and then they look around like, help us. Meanwhile, you know, you and me at home, I got to keep money saved away in case the car breaks down or there's a medical emergency or I all of a sudden get laid off for whatever reason. I got to have three to six months of expenses covered. It doesn't really work that way for the rich folks, you know?
5: Nope. New windows for your house, roof, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. What if a tree
0: that? falls through my roof tomorrow? I mean, what am I going to? Well, I, I won't have to do. I live <laughs> in an apartment, but let's just say, broad broadly speaking, a tree falls through someone's roof someone someone's, someone's going to have to pay for that. Not really the case if it's the Brewers or or the owner of a big bank or a big business like that,
5: right? Well, hey, even for you and I, you say rent. What if your what if your transmission drops out of your car? Yeah. That, that's a big expense you're looking
0: at. I'm going to be walking down the the belt line with my thumb in the air on the way to work. I'm going to have to start leaving at six a.m. for work instead of oh, it's going to throw my schedule off. I'm going to be out of money. Now I get you, and I and I have not looked at the contract. I remember a couple of weeks ago when this first became a talking point, looking at what the Brewers were required to do and what the state was required to do. So if the state or if anyone is able to prove or point out or confirm that the Brewers haven't been holding up their end of the deal, I guess, what does that do? If they're able to show, well, the brewers, you should have been saving for this. You should have been providing funding for this, and you haven't. What's the next step? You know, that's some sort of breach of contract, I suppose.
5: Yeah, there is default provisions in the country for both the county side of it as well as the brewer side that obviously could be taken to court or arbitration to, to be resolved. But in the end, you know, what if the Brewers file bankruptcy and say, we're done, we're through, you know, then there's no money there. I
0: was going to say, and the Brewers have some pretty good arbitration lawyers from what I've seen over the last year. They they, they seem to like going to arbitration, so I don't know if that's a – If that's a battle, I want to get in. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, right? (laughs) Like, I wish you could bet. I I was saying earlier this week, sports books need to add arbitration cases in. We need to post odds for that. Like, the Brewers versus Corbin Burns. Brewers are minus 110 favorites to come out on top in the arbitration hearing. I'd bet on that. I'd hammer the Brewers in any arbitration hearing they get in.
5: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: Well, I appreciate the call and your expertise on this contract. Thank you so much. All right, Grant. Take care. Yeah, you as well. Enjoy Caledonia. I'm going to be down that way. Not quite that far down, but your way this weekend. I wish the Brewers were in town this weekend. I still haven't been to a Brewer game. I got to go. I got to get to one. It's already past the All-Star break. I haven't even been to the ballpark yet. And here I am ranting and raving about the details and the features of the ballpark that I haven't been to since August of last year. God, Maybe Maybe I should have an expert on. Although it seems like you're reading the contract and you're an expert. I... Maybe I should have done that for the show today. I didn't have, to, I didn't have time. I got I to gotta write Josh hater jokes and tweet about, <laughs> write funny tweets. 608-321-1670, Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Going to take a three-minute break, wrap up this hour of The Bill Michael Show. Zach Heilpern going to join us just afternoon, just after 12 bells. One more segment before we get there. That's coming up next.
3: This is The Bill Michael Show. On the
2: Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
4: Welcome to Paula.
2: Hi. It's come to my attention I need new windows. You do? Hey, sweetie, what's this?
5: My art project? Honey, it's rotten. We need to toss it. Then why do we have to keep our rotten windows? Dad? Well, you came to the right place. Pell has a limited lifetime warranty
0: on our wood windows, so this doesn't happen again. Thank you. Visit
5: Pellawi.com today.
3: It's summer and Road America's in mid-season form. Get your tickets now for NASCAR's Xfinity Series at RoadAmerica.com. That's RoadAmerica.com.
0: Bill Michael's show. Zach Heilprin to join us in about 10 or 15 minutes. Ryan Glasspiegel, New York Post. I talked ESPN layoffs, New York Times, and The Athletic, and the writer's strike. A fun conversation that was sports-adjacent, sports-related, but a little off the beaten path. That was really fun. I talked to him on my show last night, so I'm going to play for you that conversation coming up in just a little bit. We're talking stadium funding, and my, oh, my, it's electric. Craig is in Madison. Let's talk to Craig. 608 321 1670. What's up, Craig?
2: Hey, Grant. Uh, First time, long time for both you and Bill. Nice to talk to you. I appreciate that. Hey, um, uh, I just have to say, I think you gave Dan and Green Bay way too much credit. And I'm sorry, but the things are purely apples and oranges. You think so? Green Bay cannot move. The Packers cannot move. True. They can buy, because they're a publicly owned team, they cannot be sold. They cannot be moved. If that team was owned by a public owner, just like the Brewers, that owner would be holding the county and the municipality hostage, just like uh, they're doing in Milwaukee, Mm -hmm. and just like they do everywhere. That's the way, like you said, it sucks, but that's the way it works. Billionaires get to make the calls. Until every market has a team, uh, there's going to be a demand for those teams to be able to move. And if an owner has a better offer somewhere, he's going to pick up and move. Yeah. That can't happen in Green Bay. So to say somehow that, you know, that to make this political – for Dan was just ridiculous I'm sorry but well has nothing it, to do with politics
0: yeah and I've had you know people will call in and make political points. I'm not gonna argue I, I'm not taking political stands if you guys want to call and, and you throw a comment I'm just gonna let it go I don't know enough I I've spent as little time in Green Bay as I've spent anywhere in the state over the years I've been to a couple Packer games I visited family there a long time ago I've been to a lot of Brewer games Lacrosse, Madison, up in Eau Claire is where I grew up. I just haven't spent a lot of time in Green Bay, and I will put my hand up and say I don't know a ton. It's publicly owned, so like you said, their recourse or their options for recourse is a little bit different. They also raised money through a stock sale, and they helped fund stadium improvements directly from that stock sale. It's not that they sold stock and then happened to make improvements. I think they were pretty particular and specific about where that money was going. Am I misremembering that?
2: No, you're not, and and really what that is, you know, that's kind of like a voluntary tax where people pay money to get a sheet of paper, Yeah. and, you know, and, yeah, I mean, it's it's just completely different, because what's going to happen if the Packers go to Brown County and say, hey, we need money for a new stadium? Yeah. What are they going to say? They're going to say, no, yeah. take a hike, because yeah. they have no leverage. Packers have no leverage. Every other major sports team has leverage. They have to answer to their shareholders. Uh, most of whom are billionaires and they don't care about the the fan bases, they'll pick up and move wherever they want to where they can make more money.
0: And I appreciate this call, Craig.
2: All right. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, call back sometime. I appreciate you listening. And that's kind of fun. Anytime you get someone who's listened for a long time and you finally get the topic that gets them to call in. It's one of my favorite things about doing this job. um, I'm not going to agree or disagree politically with Dan and, and the differences between, you know, more red or more blue parts of the state. I just feel a little icky anytime we use Milwaukee as a punching bag for problems that exist in our state because they ask for money and they ask, well, they're a massive city. They're not comparable. Milwaukee is not comparable to Green Bay or to Madison. Like if you grew up, let's say up north, I don't know, Rice Lake, um, you grew up in Hayward. I grew up in Menominee. Right And and to someone who grew up in a town of ten to twenty thousand people, it might be tempting to put Milwaukee and Madison in Green Bay. It might be tempting to put those three bigger cities in a similar bucket. It's not the reality. Milwaukee is so much larger and so much different than other bigger cities, even our capital or even Green Bay, which has an NFL team. It's just a different city, and I think it's really difficult for those. Around the state to fully grasp what it's like existing in a city like that. And I'm sure a lot of you have spent time in Milwaukee. Maybe you've lived in other big cities. I'm sure a lot of you get it as well. I just feel like sometimes in the state, we use Milwaukee as a punching bag to blame this and to blame that. And we put a lot of our problems on Milwaukee. And I don't think it's entirely fair because a lot of our tax revenue comes from Milwaukee. And Milwaukee's got big city problems, as all big cities do. Smaller towns have small town problems. Every no town is perfect right? So so I don't think anybody can be in their glass house throwing stones. I I just feel a little bit wrong not to take a political stand because I'm not on anything. I do feel a little bit wrong about setting up Milwaukee as a punching bag for this problem or that problem because I just don't think it's fair. Most of the time, there might be instances where it's fair, but I think most of the time it's it's unfair and it's a tactic used by a lot of people in media and it gets people riled up. So it gets clicks and it gets attention and I, I get it, but... I would just prefer not to do that because I don't think it's fair. Let's get Zach Heilprin on the horn. We'll talk Milwaukee Stadium funding. No, we'll talk. We'll talk college football. We'll talk Badgers, Luke Fickle, recruiting, and a college football season that is coming up very, very quickly. So Zach Heilprin, who you hear on the updates, he's a sports director at The Zone in Madison. He hosts the camp and the swing. He's all over Wisconsin athletics. He's a dear friend, and he's on vacation. So everyone thanks Zach. Let's go follow him if we don't already on Twitter, at Zach Heilprin. Give him the Bill Michaels bump as a sign of appreciation for him taking 20 minutes out of his vacation this week to talk to us. Hour 3 of The Bill Michaels Show, coming up next.